Hey guys, if you want to start a podcast, you've had the idea rolling around in the back of your head, but you're not quite sure where to go, head on over to buzzsprout.com. There's going to be a link in the show notes of this episode. Go down there, click on that link, get over to their website, check it out. They make everything so quick and easy to start a podcast. They get you on all the major podcasting networks, Apple, Google, Spotify, you name it, they'll get you on there. They have quick, easy setup for monetization. I started making money after my second episode, I think it was. So go check them out, create an account, follow the link in the show notes to get you there. They will help you in any way they can to get you up and running. They have great blog posts, YouTube videos, everything to get you going. So check them out, follow that link in the show notes, and get your show on the air. Hey guys, welcome back to Behind the Arrow. I am your host, Paul Clinton. This is episode number 11 today. Sorry for the little delay. I wasn't out on Sunday, but I'm going to get this episode out tonight. On today's episode, I have my first guest. His name's Joey. <clears throat> He's the owner of Herring Branch Whitetails. Uh, helping people get more deer, bigger deer, whatever you need on your property. Joey and his company, company are the guys to go see. Uh, he's a great guy. I had a great interview with him. We've been talking lots on social media and that kind of stuff. <clears throat> definitely great guys. Lots of insight. You definitely want to stick around and listen to this interview. And make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Give me a like. Leave some comments. Anything you got. If you got any questions for Joey, he asked me to get them from you guys and pass them on to him. And we'll have him back on to answer any questions you guys have. So stick around and stay tuned. All right, guys, welcome back to Behind the Arrow. I am your host, Paul Clinton. Uh, I'm here today with Joey from Herring Branch Whitetails. Uh, he's going to be my first guest on the show. Uh, cool little company starting up, and I want to hear all about it. So, Joey, tell us about yourself. All right, so um, I'm Joey. Um, I run a company called Herring Branch Whitetails. Uh, so basically what we do is... We specialize in developing plans for deer and land management for high-pressured hunting areas across the country. Uh, hopefully one day, maybe the world. I mean, that's further on down the road. But um, so basically what we do is for all of our local clients, we'll go to their lands and just take a tour around. And then we'll get a sense of what they want out of their land, whether that's more deer, bigger deer, healthier deer. I mean, maybe they don't have any clue at all what they're doing and they just need help. So then we kind of go from there. You know, we might tell them that they need a food plot here, or, you know, cut, you know, paths here. Or, you know, we just basically develop a plan of what to do. Yeah, that sounds pretty sweet. Uh, we actually started a, a hunk of land that I hunt uh, around my area. It's a pretty high pressured area as well. And we got 130 acres. So. We were going to do a project and we were calling it the thicket, uh, do a YouTube thing and all that, trying to just with the information we gathered online to help the deer herd on that property, uh, try and reestablish them. They had pretty well all ran out. Uh, we didn't really get around much to it this year, but the few little projects we did, even just cutting in so certain pathways with the bush hog and whatnot, and it actually really picked it up a bit. Uh, for three years, I hadn't had any bucks on that property and I got two bucks there this year using those trails that we've cut in. So 
it's really cool when you get into all that stuff uh if someone wants to grow the deer herd on the property what's one of the things you I grow the deer herd there's a couple different things that they could do i mean it really it is kind of a hard question though because it really is a case-to-case -case basis you know like i've experienced on my own lands because you know i have a couple different uh, parcels of land and you know what works on one of them doesn't necessarily work on the other so it's kind of a case-to-case -case basis but in general um the one thing that i really see a lot is that there's basically no food on the property that's like probably probably the number one like most in general thing that i could really give you an answer with is because you know there's deer they love food i mean so does every other animal and every other human and um whether it's you know a lot a lot of times it's when it's the properties that are all woods you know there's not a lot of oak trees in it or not a lot of basically anything for them to eat so like in that scenario you either want to go with a hidey hole food plot uh, most of the time clover because clover doesn't really need a bunch of light in order to grow or um do a feeding regimen you know start in the spring with like a a mineral supplement or a protein supplement or both is what i usually recommend and just start that in the spring and just run it all the way until like august september and then switch over to corn and just basically run corn all the way up until the next spring and then start it all over again yeah like we got we did that we got some mineral licks out we put them out early in the spring and then i got some corn piles out now just to it's the only property i got this year so i gotta try and make do with it uh, and see if we can keep these bucks coming in for the fall our season actually starts in on thursday so just in a couple days so i'm pretty excited for that so where in the where are you located? I know you're in the U.S. and I'm in Canada, but let's tell the listeners where you are and maybe you're close by. You can help someone out. So um, we are actually located in Delaware, uh, Middletown, Delaware, to be specific. So anybody that's from the U.S., like in the general area, you know, if you know where that is, then that's where we're located. It's nice. And then cover. Uh, I know cover is a big issue too with some of these deer to try and keep them comfortable and and sh like covered in so they're they want to be there. What do you recommend for cover? So cover that's it's one of those things where it's also like you know situational. So on our lands we have uh, very thick patches of like just briars but they're very patchy so there's like a thick patch here and a thick patch there and then what we tend to do is we, we will hinge cut between those patches so we're basically trying to funnel them from one patch to another and then we'll funnel them into a feeding area which usually is a food plot um, on my lands or like you know some my friends lands or clients lands maybe that's you know just a bait pile or something but generally um briars i find are the best just because they don't really die and they just stay full year round for the most part so they just provide the most cover in my opinion yeah we don't we just got a lot of hardwoods where i'm at a lot of tall it's a pretty overrun forest just a lot of tall hardwoods so we were thinking about hinge cutting but i've been reading a lot and it depends where you go some people love hinge cutting and some people think it's a waste of time from what i've read and seen online but sounds like you stand with hinge cutting can do you some major good yeah I, I think it's it's one of those things that it's like it's very situational so like you know you were saying that you guys have just a bunch of hardwoods you don't really have a lot of um you know like briars or anything like that as cover down on the ground and in that case i would recommend hinge cutting because you know 
the thing the thing that hinge cutting helps when it's just a whole bunch of open hardwoods is that there's no difference between your property and your neighbor's property if it's all just you know big hardwoods so you basically the reason why i would hinge cut in that scenario is you're creating cover and that's attracting deer to your property it it, it actually gives them a reason to be there whereas you know if like your property and your neighbor's property are the exact same they're just going to walk through because they don't know the difference so in your scenario i would recommend it but you can't but you don't want to do too much though it's kind of like a fine line that you got to find and it, you know for me it's kind of hard to tell you where that fine line is because you know i can't see your property but i mean there's oh yeah for sure i just keeping it general you know what i mean i know yeah. i know nothing you, you say today can help me 100 percent because you've never even seen pictures of my property i was just trying to keep everything general, but <clears throat> yeah, you bring up some good points about wanting to keep them there and not just it be another hunk of land that they're walking through. So it is something I'm going to look into this year. And I definitely, I might send you off some pictures if you're up to it too. Uh, yeah. when I get back out to the land and we can talk some more for sure. <clears throat> yeah, I'm definitely down with that. Just, you know, whenever, I mean, you got my email, you got my Instagram, everything. So just, send me over those pictures and I'll, I'll help you as best I can. Yeah, for sure. I, just, I don't have any on me, but yeah, when I get out there, I'm going out deer hunting this weekend. So I'm pretty excited about that. And, uh, if I get a chance, I'll snap some pictures of what I'm working with and see if you can help me out from there. When's your season start where you are? Um, so we actually have already been, uh, our season already started. So in the United States and I don't know how Canada works. I've never been to Canada, but, um, most states, um, archery starts September 1st, and that runs all the way through until like the first week of February when deer hunting uh, like ends. And then basically all of our gun seasons are just thrown in randomly throughout the rest of the months in between. Yeah, so where I'm at is uh, we start our archery October 1st, and then there's two weeks between October 1st and December 31st that we got to take off for our gun hunts. We can't archery hunt during our gun hunts. And, uh, yeah, our season, our deer hunting done, is done here December 31st, so. Yeah, ours basically, so, like, our starts, like, our archery starts September 1st, but you can still archery hunt during any gun season that you want. But the only difference is, is that if you're, if it's a, if it's a gun season and you're bow hunting, you have to wear orange, but if it's not a gun season and you're archery hunting, then you don't have to. That's yeah, really we, the only Yeah, thing. we don't have to wear orange with archery either, so. So have you had any success being out so far this year? Um, I actually haven't been out this year. Um, I tend not to really bow hunt that much. I mean, and plus, I mean, this also goes back to my personal philosophies is that at least in Delaware and a lot of other high pressured hunting states and just areas across the country, most of the hunters are bow hunters. So what I tend to do is I tend not to even go out until muzzleloader, which muzzleloader starts like October, like, like the second week of October, it's something like that. But, um, so I tend not to even go out until then. The reason why I do that, which not a lot of people, you know, fully understand, but I mean, it's worked for me so many years is that it kind of gives the deer like a sanctuary because there's my property borders. I want to say it's like four other properties. And every single property has bow hunters on it all the way up until muzzleloader. So all the deer are just pouring onto my land because nobody's there. Like, it just gives them a safe space. So by the time the muzzleloader rolls around, that's when I have, you know, five, six, seven shooters that I have. 
I could shoot any any one of them if I wanted to, or all of them if I have enough tags. But so that I mean, that's my personal philosophy on it. But I mean, it's worked for me. Other people disagree with it, but that's just me. Hey, man, whatever works for you it doesn't really matter what other people think, right? Uh, we uh, it's very hard to get up here for tags for uh, we don't even have a rifle season in my area because we are so heavily populated. So we have a con- what they call a controlled hunt, and it's a shotgun hunt. Uh, and it's very, you got to put in for the draw and it's very hard to get tags for it. So your easiest bet really to deer hunt around here is archery, which leaves us kind of limited, but work with what we got. Yeah. That's the name of the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, here, it's, uh, here it's a little different. Like, uh, so basically Delaware in particular, um, we are overrun by deer. So, um, when you buy your hunting license, they automatically give you four doe tags, um, and then you have to pay like 10 bucks extra for a buck tag. And then your buck tag comes with a choice tag and then a trophy tag. And then I think you could buy like, I think it's like one more buck tag after that. So you technically uh, can shoot four bucks and like eight does or whatever in a whole year. If you use all your tags. Holy shit. I got to come out where you are. We got to, <laughs> we got to apply for doe tags in my area. When yeah. You, buy license, you don't get anything. And then you, go out and you, can, out here. <laughs> you can go out and buy your buck tag. And then you have to apply for a draw to get a, they call it an antlerless deer tag up here just to even shoot a doe. So, yeah, that's, that's what we did. So like our antlerless is like, it's like three inches of horn or less. So like you can technically shoot a spike and it like counts as a doe basically. Yeah. But now you, for here, you just go to Walmart or any like, you know, hunting or fishing supply store and just buy a license. You don't have to apply for anything. You And it's like, including like if you're a waterfowl hunter because i also do a little bit duck hunting here or there um with all like my state stamps and federal stamps and everything that i need to go hunting for both duck goose and deer it's like 100 bucks wow (laughs) yeah it's not quite that cheap here so even this year i got a got my bear tag and my deer tag and that's 100 bucks and then uh, if i want to get my waterfowl uh because we need a federal stamp as well because I guess the U.S. and Canada merge when it comes to waterfowl. Uh, so for that, I think it's only 15 bucks. So we're not far off the cost, but you get a lot more deer than I get. Yeah. <laughs> you know, my turkey tag here is like 36 bucks. Yeah, for us, um, our like our turkey thing, it's kind of different. So we have to take a turkey course where it's, it's basically like the hunter safety course where you just kind of go there on like you know a saturday and a sunday it's like eight hours each day you just sit there and listen to them talk about turkey hunting and all the rules and stuff yeah we had and that then, uh and then, sorry go ahead um but no no that's and that's the cool thing is that which i forgot to mention before is that's part of your hunting licenses so how our licenses run is they're good from june to june every single year so it covers all of deer season, duck, you know, small game, um, you know, turkey covers all that. And included in that is your turkey license. So you don't have to like apply for like, there's, there is no such thing as like a turkey tag. Once you, once you pass the, once you pass the course that just goes on, like in the system on your license. And then once you buy a, a, you know, hunting license then you're good to go turkey hunting. Yeah. We used to have the course here as well. You had to take it separately from your hunter safety, but now they've merged it. And, uh, yeah, you got to still got to buy a tag every year. Uh, you can buy two in the spring and one in the fall. So we can get three turkeys a year up here, but 
Yeah, uh, um, down here we, at least in Delaware, I know other states do. Like, um, I know like a lot of like, like Texas has one. Uh, I think the Carolinas do too. But, um, anyways, at least in Delaware, we're not allowed to shoot turkeys in the fall. Um, we're only allowed to shoot in the spring, and we're allowed one turkey. And then we everybody has to be out of the woods by noon, and their turkey has to be checked in by one. So. Yeah, so we don't have any check stations or anything like that, too. We just tag them, and if you end up running into ministry here, you got to show them, and if not, then you just got to keep it tagged until it's in the freezer, basically. Yeah. it's America's kind of weird because, like, every state makes their own, like, rules. So, like, for me, I'm literally, like, five minutes from Maryland. So, like, whatever I, whatever I shoot right here in Delaware, I walk literally, like, five minutes – west and then go into maryland and the rules are totally different so like it's like that's where it gets kind of hard here is you know a lot of the states are so close to each other and the the rules are totally different so like because i know a lot of of my friends they go deer hunting up in pa um then they waterfowl hunt in delaware and then they'll small game hunt in maryland so they got to know like three different states rules and i'm like that that's just too much for me (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, our provinces are a bit more spread out than your states, but they're the same thing. Each province has their different rules, but for me to get to my next closest province over is at least a 10-hour drive. So, Yeah, for me, it's about a five-minute walk. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, it's been great talking to you. Um, anything else you want to let people know about uh, the deer management or just give shout-outs to uh, uh, your brand, your company, and where people can find you? Uh, yeah. Uh, so if you guys got any questions for me, you know, whether it's about, you know, your property in general or, you know, stuff you want me to make videos on, cause I have an Instagram page. Um, you can follow me at, at HB whitetails. The le- it's the letter H, the letter B and then whitetails, no numbers or underscores or anything. Um, and yeah, I'll talk about anything you want me to talk about, or if, you know, just anything you need help with, just let me know. Awesome. Joey, thanks for joining us here on the podcast. Uh, we'll have to be in touch too and maybe get together at the end of the season and talk about our successes or failures on the year. Yeah, it sounds good to me. All right, man. You have a great night. All right, you too.